It's Friday, November 19th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it's Trevor Steppen Day here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We are breaking down the Cleveland 40-man roster uh, ahead of tonight's decisions regarding uh, who will stay, who will go, uh, who um, who will be on the 40-man roster, and who, who will they add to make room, or who will they cut to make room and add uh, to protect from the Rule 5 draft coming up uh, later on uh, next month in December. Uh, Trevor Steffen, uh, ironically enough, a Rule 5 pick from last season. Uh, Cleveland picked him up from the Yankees organization and uh, had to spend the entire year on the Major League roster uh, in order to, to stay sort of under Cleveland's control. Uh, they, they managed to do that. They kept Trevor Steffen around. He had a, at times kind of up and down year. Went three and one with a 4.41 ERA at times pitching sort of in, in situations where the game was either out of hand or heading that way. Uh, the, the one surprising thing, uh, he, he did pick up one save uh, during the season. Uh, the, the one surprising thing, I think, uh, when I look at his numbers, uh, Trevor Steffen, uh, according to baseball reference, was credited with a, a 0.5 war. Uh, so he was a, he was a positive uh, in, in, in their war statistic, uh, wins above replacement. Trevor Steffen had a, a positive war statistic last year. I don't, I don't think anybody who watched the, uh, Cleveland from, uh, you know, the beginning of the season through the end of the season would have figured that Trevor Steffen would have uh, equated out to a 0.5 war. Yeah, that's interesting, Joe. Uh, you know, this is a guy that, you know, big arm. Um, you know, the Indians usually don't do this with Rule 5 guys. And they and most of the time they send them back after, you know, they'll take a chance maybe. And then in sometimes something happens in spring training or they see something they don't like in spring training. And uh, they send a player back and uh, get half their money back. But uh, Stefan obviously impressed them. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's got he's got velocity. 96 miles an hour about, you know, he averages there and they, they see him as, uh, you know, part of the bullpen of the future. And, you know, he certainly could be that, that guy, big guy, what, six, five, about two forty, throws hard, um, durable, you know, he made, uh, made, uh, uh, you know, pitching 43 games, 63 in the third innings. Um, so, you know, interesting guy. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what he does this year and be, I mean, in 2022 and beyond. Yeah. And 10.7 strikeouts per nine. So that's a, a pretty solid number. Did give up 15 home runs, uh, 31 earned runs during the season. So, uh, and, and really his, all of his percentile ranks, according to baseball savant, you know, he was uh, below league average 19th percentile in, in hard hit percentage. Uh, and, Exit velocity against uh, 29th percentile, uh, expected ERA, expected WOBA, 13th percentile for each of those, um, expected slugging also 13th percentile. So uh, he, his his strikeout numbers were good. Like you said, he's he's that might be sort of like in that mold of the the big power right hander coming out of the bullpen that Terry Francona saw Kevin Cash uh, wielding a couple seasons ago. He just said there were. He looks like uh, the the pitcher that that Tampa Bay would, would roll like five of those guys out of the bullpen 
you know, big six, five throws 96 miles an hour. Uh, and you get one after the other after the fifth or sixth inning uh, and you just couldn't get anything going. Uh, I, th I think that's what they sort of envision Trevor Steffen as being. As we saw throughout the season and as things changed for Cleveland, uh, particularly after uh, Terry Francona uh, took ill and, and, and stepped away from the team, we saw Trevor Steffen's role sort of change. Instead of coming in in games in the third, fourth, fifth inning, where things were starting to get out of hand and, and they just needed to, to piece together a couple of innings. Uh, Trevor Steffen was getting some of those sixth, seventh, seventh, eighth sort of setup opportunities. Uh, and that uh, had to do with maybe a little bit with James Karinchak heading down uh, to, to AAA, but it also had to do with Trevor Steffen maybe figuring a few things out as the season wore on. Yeah, definitely, Joe. I mean, uh, this is a guy that, uh, in August, he went 2-0. That was his best month, 2-0 with a 3.60 ERA. Um, you know, kind of, you know, he was uh, – I, I really liked, you know, the way they, they, they handled him. You know, he was a guy, you know, he's a rookie. He never pitched. I don't think he pitched above double A. Uh, no, double A. That was it. Yeah, that was yeah. his highest. So, you know, they brought him along slowly. You know, the, he only pitched – the Indian, the Cleveland's record when he pitched was 14 and 29. So, you know, you know, when, how they use them, they use them, like you were saying, you know, when they were behind or, you know, or they had a big lead or they were behind. And then eventually they started, you know, using them more and more, you know, in, in kind of leverage situations. And I think the thing they, that we saw, especially uh, when, when DeMarlo Hale was the acting manager, was this guy can pitch more than two innings. I mean, more than an inning. He, he threw uh, in 22 of his 43 games, he threw, you know, more than one plus inning. And, you know, I think he topped out at about three innings in, in one game. And it was really impressive doing that. So, you know, this is a guy that, that's kind of versatile, that, that has, a, you know, has a starter's background and uh, that can, uh, you know, can do a variety of things for you. How, uh, how rare was it that Trevor Steffen uh, was a Rule 5 draft pick and uh, survived, stayed with the, the club the entire uh, regular season? He's only the second Rule 5 pick since 1991 to make the opening day roster with, the, uh, with Cleveland and, and stay you know, throughout the entire season. Um, and so that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Uh, the the 15 home runs allowed, like I mentioned, uh, actually tied for for the most among American League relievers. So that would be the the two ends of the spectrum there. You know, feeling good, feeling bad. Uh, his uh, when he faced when he came into a game, the first batter he faced, first batter average uh, 143, and that was the tenth lowest in the American League. So uh, you know, there's there's so many positives and so many you know, maybe negatives, uh, things that, that in areas that need improvement there, uh, for sure. Uh, like, uh, uh, batters were, were 12 for 60 with runners in scoring position against him. So, you know, you're limiting, limiting hitters to 200 average, uh, with, when runners are on base, that's that you're doing something right. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I think he, you know, he's a, basically a, you know, fastball slider pitcher, but, uh, you know, Blake Parker, uh, the veteran uh, in, in, in the Indians bullpen last season, taught him a splitter. And he, you know, he had some success with that. And, 
he's probably going to have to refine that pitch, Joe, to keep the ball in the ballpark. I think that's that's going to be a big pitch for him. He, you know, he kind of it's tough to work on a new pitch during the season, but he seemed to have some success with that. He threw it like uh, 90, 98. He, he was averaging like 86.9 miles an hour with, with the splitter, you know, and, and that's an offshoot from uh, the 96, throwing 96 miles an hour with the four-seam fastball. So, you know, that, that should, uh, I think that should help him. It helped him going down the stretch a little bit. And if he, you know, continues to work on that pitch, that, that should help him in 2022. Yeah, according to StatCast, he only threw 91 splitters during the season uh, as opposed to 724 seam fastballs and uh, 306, 386 sliders. So when you can put that that splitter in the back of a, a hitter's head, uh, back of his mind, knowing that, you know, there might be a third option there, uh, that can only make him, you know, that much more effective. And, you know, credit to Blake Parker. We, we didn't really talk about Blake Parker very much during the season, uh, but between him and, and Brian Shaw, these are guys who, who really sort of uh, led that bullpen and that, that, that young bullpen group. We talked about Class A, Karinczak, Stefan. These are all guys who were under, you know, 24 years old. And Blake Parker and Brian Shaw sort of shepherded that group. And, and we really saw uh, Stefan sort of blossom and come alive maybe in the last two months of the season because of that mentorship that, that Blake Parker and, and Brian Shaw gave them. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, all bullpens need to need those kind of guys, you know, veteran guys that just aren't there as window dressing, you know, they can compete, they can go out and, and, and still get batters out, but, and also kind of pass on the knowledge that they have, they've learned from the, from the game and uh, you know, in Shaw and Parker, you had two guys that were willing to do that. Some guys aren't, you know, some guys, you know, kind of, you know, they, they think somebody's trying to take their job, but you know, when uh, Parker and, and Shaw were the kind of individuals, you know, that, that had enough confidence in themselves and uh, their ability that they were willing to share it. And, you know, the pitchers, like you said, Joe, those young pitchers benefited from that. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on Cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, 
Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian Subtext. So, so here's what Cleveland bought itself with Trevor Steffen when they, you know, successfully selected him for Rule 5 and kept him on the roster for the season, sort of rode with what he gave them, uh, knowing, you know, if anything he sort of gives you with that roster spot is is a bonus and, and he'll develop and learn and hopefully he'll become, uh, you know, a major league piece here. What they bought themselves was he's, he's not arbitration eligible until after the, after the 2023 season. So 2024 arbitration eligible, not eligible to be a free agent until 2027. He's going to make the major league minimum for the next, you know, two years for sure. Uh, but if he is what they sort of project him to be, 6'5", 225, throwing 96 miles an hour out of the bullpen, coming in. Maybe he's your replacement for a Brian Shaw, who now, you know, sort of passed on that knowledge. Now, instead of, you know, bringing Shaw in in the seventh inning to set up Karen Jack in Class A, you can maybe bring in Trevor Steffen with his, you know, new split finger and, you know, throwing 96 and uh, see how, uh, see how that that piece sort of you know sets up the back end of your bullpen. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it right, you got Class A, Karen Check, you know, Anthony Ghost perhaps, and and Stefan. I mean, all three of those, all four of those guys, you know, you've got a lefty in there with with Ghost, two, three right-handers, and they all throw. You know, they're all throwing ninety-six and above. Class A is you know dotting at a hundred, throwing at a hundred miles an hour. You know, that's that's the makeup of a of a, a pretty solid back end of a pen. You know, I mean, that's, that's not dominant. not just a pretty not just a dominant and pretty solid, a young and controllable and cost effective. They've they've really sort of set themselves up. And and Trevor Steffen might be the key to this. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, you know, I what I like about Stefan is I know, you know, I know he gave up a, a, some home runs, but he was consistent, you know, I think that's that's yeah. Probably, he consistently gave up home runs. Yeah, yeah, right. I, that didn't come out the right way, but you know, the first half he had a four point three six ERA. Second half, you know, he's I, I think he was you know right around the same thing. Like uh, um, you know, I think he, he was right around the same ERA. He threw twenty three games in in the in the first half, twenty games in the second half. He was four point four five ERA in the second half. Uh, so this is a guy, you know, that that showed he can, you know, kind of go from wire to wire, and that that's really important for a reliever. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not here criticizing. This is a rookie. It, it, all things being equal, this is his rookie season in the in the major leagues. Uh, anything he was going to give you from what where he was, you know, it is just it gets gravy on top. It's exceptional. I uh, you, you sort of look at the season and say. Okay, well, now coming forward, he's not going to make those same mistakes that he made, you know, in, in, in his in his rookie year. Uh, he's going to know more. He's going to avoid, you know, uh, the the uh, the position where he would be giving up 15 home runs. I think uh, I, I expect that number to drop considerably next next season. But it, it really will depend on the role that Terry Francona uses him in, uh, you know, right out the gate, right from. Um, uh, you know, those, those first couple of exhibition games, if we see him maybe starting one or two of those games, cause, cause that's something that Tito likes to do in the, 
in, in spring training and in those exhibitions, you know, you might see Trevor Steph, uh, Stephan work the first two innings of uh, the exhibition opener. And that's, that's a strong possibility that I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my, I'm pushing my chips out there right now. Maybe that's the, that's what happens because Tito likes to do that and, and reward a guy who worked hard and maybe Stefan gets that, uh, that option and that, that, that chance to, to start the exhibition opener, uh, work two innings and, and go out there. Not, not saying that he's going to be a, a rotation piece. I'm saying, you know, that he, he likes to mix and match his pitching that way. Yeah. He did that with uh, Jeffrey Rodriguez, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Last, last spring, yep. maybe. Yep. Yeah. We start to pick up on these patterns that, that Tito <laughs> falls into. So, so I'm, I'm predicting right now, Trevor Steffen starts your exhibition opener uh, in February against the Reds at Goodyear Ballpark. <laughs> uh, just you book it right now. I, I'm going to make that prediction and stick to it. The, the guy he kind of reminds me of Joe is, is uh, you remember Zach McAllister, mm-hmm. the big right-handed pitcher. He was a starter and he came from the Yankees too. He, and uh, you know, he was a converted starter that he always, I think he always in the back of his mind, he always wanted to try starting again, but the Indians kind of gave him a shot for a while and then they moved him to the bullpen and he really, you know, he kind of carved out a pretty good career for himself. And he, he kind of, and um, Stefan kind of reminds me of that. And I, you know, I think somebody asked, I don't know if it was at the end of the season, if, if, if uh, Stefan was, you know, would, would, if they ever considered moving him back into the rotation, and I think they, they found, they, they said that he's, they, they really like him in the bullpen and they yeah. he's found a, he's found a spot and he, I think he likes it in the bullpen. That's the, that's the whole thing. If you can get him to buy in at this point in his career and say, look, uh, Brian Shaw left in 2018 and made $21 million in, in the role that, you know, you could possibly be pitching in for this team. I think uh, it's definitely a possibility. I, I, that would be appealing if I were, were Trevor Steffen as well. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high on what his potential is uh, moving forward in the 2022 season. I think the, the learning and the development really happened uh, this past year for Trevor Steffen. And there's, there's a lot that can be, uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he's one of those, you know, what you got with class a, you know, what you've got uh, potentially with Karen Jack and, and maybe like a ghost, you got to see them do it again. But, but maybe he's the key. Maybe his performance is the key to how successful Cleveland's bullpen can be in uh, in twenty twenty one or twenty two. I, I guess <laughs> confusing all of these years. Uh, Hoinsey, our subtext subscribers have done a great job uh, every week uh, during November here so far, sort of uh, giving us our, our roadmap, our order, our plan of of which uh, which guys we're going to break down. Uh, in a row there, there we ask them uh, every day, every week to, to rank the five guys that I send out uh, in a text and, and they rank them. We started off with uh, Tristan McKenzie. Uh, we, we broke down James Karinczak. Uh, then we, did, we went to uh, Andres Jimenez. Uh, so, yeah, strong week of looking at the 40-man roster, uh, all guys who, who really have a chance to be uh, have an impact uh, on the 2022 uh Cleveland Guardians, uh, looking forward to, to breaking down some more next week as we, we head into the holidays. All right, we'll uh, talk to you again next week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast. All right, Joe.